Hello, welcome to another Block 101. David Lynham here, and um, this is part two of my theme around marketing lessons learned from the FA Cup. Um, in case you missed part one, well, if you haven't listened to part one, go back and listen to that first. Um, so this is part two. I'm gonna go through another five, yeah, five lessons learned from the FA Cup. Uh, in terms of marketing and the teams that we've worked with uh, through the competition. Um, so in case you haven't listened to the first one and you just haven't got the time to, let me give you a quick recap. So uh, we talked about um, the, the FA Cup, the significance it has, uh, particularly with lower league teams. It's all often a great source of income. Uh, if you have a, a good run in the FA Cup, it can add uh, many extra thousands of pounds to your bank balance um, and normally most seasons you get one or two uh, non-league clubs that have a real run in the cup um, they get their 15 minutes of fame as people say um, and it often you know can set them up for many many years uh, or at least give them a, a much higher level of security based on those winnings and if you're lucky enough to get tv matches you know the tv money as well uh, certainly contributes so um we were lucky, Kaizen this year, we had a couple of teams that, that did very well in the competition and got through to the third and, and one even to the fourth round. Uh, so, you know, from a, a non-league perspective, um, you know, that's, that's not bad going at all. Um, but in the process, we had, um, you know, these virtual ticket campaigns, uh, which I spoke about in, in the last um, podcast. And, you know, this is really observations, I suppose, reminders uh, and, great lessons to remember in terms of marketing uh, things that the clubs did uh, you know we were just there to support um, we didn't necessarily come up with all of these ideas and drive the campaigns ourselves but we certainly played a part in helping them to um, realize some of the uh, ambitions that they had so um, just to recap the first four I talked about in the previous episode was um getting started. So, you know, don't sit around trying to perfect the details and work stuff out. Um, just get it out there, work out the details on the go, react to feedback um, and, and don't let, you know, planning and perfection get in the way of action. So um, getting started was the first one um, and then creating a narrative. So getting something that people can support and feel part of. What is that? What's the story behind it? You know, the virtual ticket, I said in the last episode, it's just a donation. It's nothing more than that. But you, with with all clubs that do this, you have to have some kind of story around it. Otherwise, you know, a donation is fine. There's a lot of goodwill, obviously, uh, between fans. But with that story and that narrative, you can kick it on and, and really go, you know, a little bit further as in particular, like we saw with Marine, um, who ended up getting to 32,000 virtual tickets sold. So um, not a bad story there at all. Um, third one then was value. Uh, so it's more than a donation. You know, what do people get for this? Uh, and again, both clubs did a really good job, both Chorley and Marine, of, of giving something back for the donation. Um, because like I said, there will be many donations made out of goodwill, which is fine. 
but if you want to reach a, a wider audience further afield people maybe slightly less connected with the club or the cause then they need to feel like they're getting something back out of it so um, you know what is valuable for both the people receiving the money obviously that's clear what the clubs are getting value from but if i'm giving you money what do i get is it a feeling of goodwill is it a bit more uh, and then the fourth one was setting the target so um, being quite vocal about how much or how many you're trying to sell um, that's important. It gave people something to, to shoot at, to, to head towards. Uh, the frequent updates on the numbers only then drove more donations because people could see the momentum and they wanted to be part of it. It was almost like that, not fear of missing out, but wanting to be part of that tribe that had also contributed as well. Um, so they were my first four. On to number five then. Um, and this one, this is... If I'd have heard myself saying this six weeks ago, I'd have rolled my eyes at myself, uh, but it's true, I'm a, I'm a convert, is don't underestimate the power of either influencer marketing or having well-known people support your cause. So the reason why I say this uh, is, you know, what was interesting to see was the correlation between someone well-known um, tweeting the link to the donation site or someone posting a video to endorse a campaign and the number of visitors to the site. So to give you an example, uh, with the Marine game on match day, Gary Lineker, uh, probably three, four hours before the game started, uh, he, on his Twitter account, he posted that he'd, he'd bought a ticket, posted the link, and that tweet alone probably sent about 5,000 people to the site. Um, and obviously, you know, not all of them bought a ticket but there was a fairly high conversion rate from from that batch of people we saw it throughout the day on match day we saw uh, ian wright did the same thing alan shearer same thing again um so you know there's a direct correlation there between people in the public domain people of influence guiding people to do something it works you know and you know i know influence is it's a <laughs> It's a bit of a swear word these days. People roll their eyes a bit at influencers and influencer marketing. And I do believe, you know, you've got to pick the influencer correctly. But aligning yourself with people who can uh, bring credibility to your campaign, I think there's a, there's a big lesson to be learned there. Um, Surely did the same thing. I mean, they became synonymous with Adele. So after every uh, round of the cup where they won, the team were in the changing room singing an Adele song and um, that you know every round became sort of uh, newsworthy uh, national coverage of that um, so you know there was lots and lots of social media activity uh, with people kind of tweeting or um, tagging Adele into things um, in the end I don't think she actually endorsed Chorley at any point um, however you know you did have lots of other uh, people in the, the public domain and certainly from the football um, family, if you want to call it that, uh, also getting behind Chorley's campaign. So um, like the Speaker of the House of Commons, he's a Chorley fan and he posted a couple of videos on Twitter uh, telling everyone to get behind them, to buy their tickets. Again, had a huge impact uh, on driving people to the site. Um, you know, famous football managers, Sam Allardyce, Tony Pulis, tweeting and sharing videos of like their you know good luck messages reminding people to buy a virtual ticket all had a very positive impact so um if you can and if it's appropriate if it makes sense look at who you can get to endorse what it is you're doing 
it makes a difference. If you pick your people wisely, it makes a huge difference. Um, and like I said, definitely something that I wouldn't have necessarily uh, thought had someone told it to me. I saw the numbers, I saw the impact firsthand, uh, and it definitely works. Um, leading on to that, so this must be point number six, um, is around the power of television. Uh, and you know, again, getting your message out there on TV. Um, now I know for a fact, this, this plays a massive part in, in spreading um, you know, any kind of message. And on match day, uh, so let's take the Marine Spurs game. It was a Sunday evening game. I think it was a half past five kickoff. Uh, live on the BBC, so you know, terrestrial TV, uh, everyone and anyone can access it in England. And um, we saw, I think, probably the most traffic we've ever had to handle on the site at the same time. Um, so by this point, uh, I think we got to about 25,000 virtual tickets sold. It was pre match, probably. 15 minutes before kickoff and in the build-up uh, they just started talking about the campaign um, there was no promotion of it it was more uh, I think one of the BBC reporters talking to uh, a marine club official and they just mentioned you know you've had a fairly successful campaign selling these virtual tickets uh, and within two minutes not even that uh, we saw tens of thousands of people hitting the site looking to buy a virtual ticket so i mean that tells you a lot doesn't it we've got twenty-five thousand sold before the game we finished at 32 so you know just from mentioning it on the tv um you know that's that that again drove a lot of people not all of them converted to sales but a, a lot of them did um the power of tv is definitely not dead you know people talk about tv advertising and you know is it what it was well i don't know maybe it's not as powerful as it used to be but it certainly still has an impact um again like any marketing method i guess it's about using the right thing at the right time and making sure you're focusing on the right audience but if it you know if your audience is uh you know people interested in football watching a football match your audience is there and it definitely uh, you know without even giving details of a, of a link uh, people found their way to the site to make purchases so um, it definitely had a, had an impact for them right so let's go on to our next point so this must be point number seven uh, okay so this one is an interesting one uh, i think we all need to get better at this but interacting online um, now i think i'm going to give marine huge credit on this one uh, for me, it was a social media masterclass all the way through from announcing this um, right up until match day and even after match day as well. Uh, their interaction with fans was like absolutely top, top draw. Um, they were very, very reactive. So when people asked questions, they, they responded really quickly. They were entertaining, brought a lot of humor into this at the right times as well. Um, very humble with it. Um, and vocal enough so that everybody knew that they had a game. Um, and I think they just hit that sweet spot of, you know, not becoming annoying, but certainly becoming consistent and repetitive is probably the wrong word because, you know, it was interesting content, um, but they were very interactive. And so, again, that alone, probably in terms of virtual tickets sold, is going to be worth a couple of grand, if not a bit more. Um, there was one particular point on match day uh, where they even sort of had a little bit of a pop at Mesut Ozil, um, who was playing for Arsenal at the time. 
uh, and that tweet alone probably generated about three or four thousand pounds for them uh, because all of the Spurs fans you know, it doesn't take much for a Spurs fan uh, to be entertained at someone laughing at Arsenal uh, and they it was quite a funny tweet um, and so um, you know just looking at the comments of that tweet alone people were saying ah oh, for that tweet I'll, I'll buy a ticket because that was quite funny and so entertaining and interacting uh, again has that positive impact so it's again many many people will start a campaign they'll talk about it for maybe the first couple of days or the first week and then it's just kind of forgotten and you move on to the next thing interacting keeping that level of engagement up was the thing that kept the sales going for marine as well uh, they did quite a good little preview going up to the match talking about the um, the people that lived in the houses that overlooked the pitch uh, and introducing you know the the residents of the house which was quite entertaining um, and a lot of sort of behind the scenes type stuff as well uh, which was quite interesting so you know I think it, like I said it for me it was a, a masterclass in social media in sort of club admin activities um, and you know really really well done and and certainly again worth extra sales for them um, right, so we're into the last two. So this must be point number eight. Um, so next one for me is um, about seeing it through to the end. So interestingly, with both campaigns, both Chorley and Marine, they did double um, their sales on match day. So um, match day for both of them was the busiest day. Not a huge surprise because you know if you equate it to, to regular ticket sales for, for like lower league clubs especially, Advanced sales happen, but obviously more sales happen closer to the game because people will, if they can, if it's not going to sell out, they'll hold on and leave it sort of later before committing. Uh, so that's kind of natural behavior. Um, but it was interesting to see, even for something like this, where, you know, it's a virtual ticket, you're not committed to going, you know, even if if it's raining, it doesn't mean you're not going to go to the game. It's a virtual ticket. You're not going anywhere. Um, but people's purchasing behavior was still the same. Uh, and they left it to the last minute. Now you could argue it's because of one of the other points I was talking about, where you know they were interactive. Um, perhaps it was about the you know the the late uh, sort of tweets and endorsement from from people of influence. Who knows? But you know, for both it's for both of them to to experience this sort of behaviour, it's probably a bit more than that. Um, so the important takeaway for me on this one is about seeing things through to the end because. Um, Particularly, you know, if you're quite happy with the, the sales of virtual tickets in this instance, you know, you can say, well, I'm quite busy on a match day. We've got other things to be doing. So let's just cut it there and stop. But, but both clubs were um, very good at continuing that engagement on match day, even though you could forgive them for doing other things. Because as anyone who works at a football club or, or any kind of live event knows, there's lots going on on event day. Um, so dedicating someone to managing your social media channels, um, you know, it's, I think, an investment worth making uh, because, again, of the financial rewards in this one. Um, so, you know, if you think about Marine, we were just over 15,000 at the start of match day uh, and obviously finished up at, at over 30. So, um, you know, that in itself tells a story. Um, so see it through to the end. Um, be prepared to invest in someone interacting and engaging right up until the last minute. Um, it makes a lot of sense to do that. 
and the financial payoff you know could be could be huge um, and you know people were still buying tickets into the match you know into the second half of both games uh, and even after the game as well you know the, the tickets were still on sale the following day and there were still more sales or donations if you like to call them coming through at that point so you know people will still be interested um, so make sure you, you see that through um, and then the final one point nine i'm going to toot our own horn on this one linked to the last one is making sure your infrastructure can support all of this effort because you can be as clever and creative as you like with your marketing if you drive loads of people to your site and the whole thing falls apart then all of that money is wasted all that effort is wasted uh, you've probably lost out on lots of potential donations and sales you could have made uh, but if your site's down no one can help you so you know we um it was a test i'll be honest for us we definitely went into new territory on this one um like I said, the numbers of people hitting the site from just a mention on, on terrestrial TV, never seen something like that before. Uh, same with Kieran, he's got lots of experience in dealing with high load, heavy traffic type websites. Again, I think this one kept, on, kept him on his toes. Um, but making sure your infrastructure is there is, is, is important. Invest in that. So, you know, someone from Marine broke it down for me. And it's only when I really think about it, how they put it. Um, it makes a lot of sense, you know. Imagine if if the site had gone down when thousands of people hit it because of a Gary Lineker tweet or because of a mention on BBC on Match of the Day. How many tens of thousands of pounds have the club lost as a result of not being able to capitalise on that demand? You know, I think even saying it now it makes me feel a bit scared. Like the responsibility is huge. We dealt with it fine, you know, and it's given us a lot of confidence in, you know, all the work that's been done on the infrastructure and the way that we can scale, the um, you know, moving everything like we have done. I've talked about it with Kieran on previous podcasts into Google Cloud uh, and being able to scale our infrastructure, you know, really, really easily. All of this paid off. Uh, and so, you know, as a club, invest in companies, whether it's us, whether it's someone else, I don't really mind. It's more about making sure that all of your hard work isn't for nothing because, you know, it can be a very, very costly lack of investment if you're not supporting all of your efforts with the right kind of infrastructure. Cool. OK, so um, they are my nine lessons courtesy of this year's FA Cup. Uh, surely lost to Wolves. It was only one nil, but they're out. So we've got no more teams in the FA Cup. So until next season, I'm not interested anymore. Maybe one day we'll have a team in the final, eh? or maybe even, you know, a little bit closer to the final. But so far, our record is the fourth round. And maybe, you know, next year we'll get someone to the fifth. So who knows? Um, but thanks for listening. It's been uh, definitely interesting and nice to reflect on this. Um, and so, you know, in the future, I definitely want to get people on from, from both Chorley and Marine just to talk about that experience from the club's perspective. I think there's going to be a lot of interesting stories there. So we'll try and do that in some future episodes as well. Um, but as always, thanks for tuning in. Hope you found it useful. There were a few takeaways in there for you as well. Uh, and until next time, I will catch you soon. See ya.